And uh, we're joined now by Colin Smith, a sports television rights consultant from Global Media and Sports Australia on the news that uh, 3 and 3 now are going to show select free-to-air coverage of the NRL, of Sale GP and of Supercars. This is huge news for the free-to-air space. So Colin, thanks very much for joining us. But why would Sky TV and TV3 go in this direction, do you think? Thank you very much indeed. A pleasure to talk to you. It's a really good question. If you look at Three's history, it's been checkered and it's been challenged to be profitable over many years because on the free-to-air platform in New Zealand, TVNZ has dominated, whereas on the pay platform and owning all sport up until recently has been um, Sky. And then they came in for a little period, Spark, but that has now disappeared. So Discovery acquiring uh, three is interesting and uh, the development is quite profound for New Zealand. And, and frankly, it will be a threat for TVNZ. So why is the drive? What's in it? Because people are in business to make money. That's pretty obvious. And you think free-to-air sport, suddenly, whoa, 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 hold on, you're giving our content away. So what's the drive behind this, do you believe, Colin? It is twofold. I'd see this as a trading relationship between Sky and Three. And when I, when we talk about Three, well, let's talk about it. it's really about you know the new Warner Discovery. So Sky will be getting exclusivity on uh, behind the paywall for Discovery uh, content, which is really important. And then on the other hand, uh, Three is getting free content for some of the sports product that is on that is owned by sky so potentially it's win-win and the, the the fan will win because they will get more free content which has been really rare for sport in new zealand what about major sports in new zealand like the all blacks i know you've got it over in australia where anything like that has to be free to air do you see a time where that may get some traction over here in new zealand interestingly many years ago I actually did a project looking at the introduction of what we've got in Australia, which is called anti-siphoning. So there is product protected for free-to-air television. And the challenge is in a country the size of New Zealand, if you did that, it would reduce the rights for, say, rugby, and therefore would challenge rugby to be competitively worldwide if its revenues got significantly reduced, which they would do. So I don't see any time soon there will be a regulation in New Zealand, but I could see encouragement for more sport to be free for the New Zealand consumer. So what about the, the consumer that's already on the Sky platform and already pays good money to be involved? How will they feel about some of what they've been paying for suddenly being released free to air? Will that detract from what they want to do? Will that take away subscribers long term? They think, well, hold on, I can get these a couple of big events I'm very interested in for nothing. Why would I subscribe? How do they work that balance out, Colin? You won't see the All Blacks on, on three. You will not, definitely won't see, and you won't see the finals of Super Rugby on three, or uh, most of the World Cup, the World Rugby Cup, you won't see on three. But what you could see is content that is still attractive to New Zealanders, and then the Sky customers will get more content from the Discovery Warner, all of their streaming.
which would be quite attractive. Because the other part of this is what we're seeing, and it is going to be an increasing trend, we're going to return to consolidation because all of these streamers, you know, what Disney announced, they're laying off 6,000 people. They lost something like one and a half billion US dollars in their streaming platforms. You know, that can't continue. So you will see the return to consolidation. I see this as a really interesting test case for consolidation between Discovery Warner and Sky. Sports rights consultant uh, Colin Smith joins the program. What about New Zealand being hard done by in terms of sports rights and how that long-term affects participation as it's not free to air? The eyes aren't there, therefore people don't engage at that grassroots level because their heroes have been taken away from them. And that's been a real issue with, if you look at the provincial rugby, the in the last 15 years, television numbers, attendances, have dropped enormously. And so therefore you lose that engagement. And I think that's something that they need to think about. And if I was Sky, I would certainly be thinking about putting the provincial uh, rugby back onto, uh, onto three as well to encourage that because the numbers now are very low. And so therefore the very thing that you're talking about, engagement, at the, the local level, the provincial level throughout New Zealand is far less than it's ever been. And if to get them to re-engage, then making it free so they can watch their teams wherever they're playing is really important and will encourage more particip- participation in rugby. We're never going to put the genie back in the bottle, though, are we, though? The idea of a free-to-air sports channel, a sports network in New Zealand, it's a, it won't fly anymore. It's done. It's, we're just going to get dribs and drabs, as you mentioned before, like uh, what's happening here with Sky and Warner Brothers Discovery, NRL, a bit of, a bit of Sale GP, a bit of Repco Supercars. You're never going to get the whole hog. You can't go back that way as much as, I'm sure, a lot of the consumer who don't consume, who haven't got the money, would love to see that. But that's long gone. Yeah, it is long gone. And unless the New Zealand government, and I can't see them doing this, said they would fund sports to probably somewhere between 50 and $75 million uh, New Zealand per year, I can't see uh, the genie ever being popped back into the bottle. New Zealand Rugby have got a relationship, financial relationship with uh, with Sky Sport. And in essence, what you're saying the previous question before this is... Uh, it does affect them in that playing level. So it's almost like the relations that they have to the sky can be counterproductive to a degree. Do you understand where I'm going with this, Colin? Yeah, I do. I do. This is a big issue that sports have got to grapple with because the only way that a broadcaster makes money is, frankly, getting more people to watch, more people to subscribe. Um, that's their revenue model. What they've got to do is reinvigorate, especially, say, in New Zealand, I said provincial rugby, but also super rugby. Yeah, super rugby is successful in New Zealand when it's played between New Zealand teams, but the crossover to Australian teams and also the teams in the islands is far less. And one of the things they need to do is re-engage to what it was in the early 2000s, where to were very significant numbers. One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to The Parenting Hangover.
it's not scary at all. If I bump into a couple and they have a boy and they have a girl, and I'm like, oh, boy, girl, snip. You've got a boy, you've got a girl, get the snip. You're you done. Got- you get to figure out what it's like raising a girl, you get to figure out what it's like raising a boy. Save yourself a shit ton of stress and money. You've got your perfect little family. The Parenting Hangover with Clint and Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.